and welcome to the Lean in London podcast. This podcast was created by the Lean in London network for you who are seeking to hear real and honest conversations. In the podcast, we will hear from inspiring people sharing their life lessons with anyone interested in personal development, career progression and everything in between. The aim is to bring you comfort whilst empowering and inspiring you in your daily life, regardless of your experience, background or situation. The podcast will cover professional and personal topics from goal setting to well-being with the help of some amazing guests. The question is, are you ready to lean into the conversation? Hi everyone and welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about decision making, how to make hard decisions and what different things you can think about when you stand in front of these difficult decisions. So we hope you're ready to lean in again and uh, welcome to today. So today we're talking about the tools that we've used, the tool that we've tried and didn't quite work out and then the tools that we feel work better for us and Today, we've got Rennie, Sophia, and myself, Gail, and we're going to share some of our experiences. So question number one to get us going, Sophia and Rennie, um, have you ever had to face a difficult decision professionally or personally? And what are the tools that you might have used to overcome? Hmm. I think I have an example, which is actually quite recent. So um, I've been working for the past two years and I think my, maybe I shouldn't say it because I've told my uh, my colleagues to listen to this episode. (laughs) So obviously, (laughs) maybe they shouldn't listen to it anymore. Okay. So so this is is quite recent. So obviously I've been working for for my company for over two years and I've done, for two years in a row, I've been exceptional. Um, But obviously... I think it's that time where you have that difficult conversation to say, okay, what's the next step? And the next step has always been like excuses and excuses. But then a new opportunity came by and I think I had to then seek counsel. And I think um, it's understanding who you are um, and what your value is. So although an opportunity might be closed in this area, doesn't necessarily mean that an opportunity is closed for you. So I would say that um, a tool I use is understand the value you are, but also seek counsel. So I sought counsel from my close friend to say, okay, what do I do? Because it gets to a point where you're, where in your work, you're doing extremely well, but they, they, don't, they don't think you are ready for a promotion, but within yourself, you think you are. So I think for me, always seek counsel, always go to the people that have your corner and see what they say. And I took that bold step and I went to my manager and said to him, I think I want a secondment into a different department. And it was like, yes, Renny, this is the right option. But if I never spoke to him, I would never have known that he was actually for it. It's just that in my current role, there was just an opportunity for me to grow. So I think um, my tool is like, look, go to your friends and always seek counsel and let them refresh or let them let you know that actually your thought is not, you don't undervalue yourself, but obviously take the leap of faith. So that's my mm-hmm. own um, two cents. Yeah, What's your Sophia? I think that's really good. Um especially to ask for advice I, I I would say that as well but then I think sometimes sometimes maybe your friends aren't kind of enough or mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe that's not what you need you know maybe they're in a different industry from you or they don't quite understand like how how does this work like the career progression you're on for example so you might you might look at um, other people in your network um, or people that you 
might heard about, like they might they might be you know working for a big company or something that you follow, for example, um, and you might might just kind of see what what they've done, like what decisions have they made, uh, what what made them get to where they are. Uh, can you can you use some of that advice, um, or can you even reach out to someone, someone else, someone else completely in your company, or uh, maybe a, a friend's friend who works somewhere that you admire, for example, uh, and see where that might bring you. Yeah, I agree. And coaching, mentoring, those are really good tools. So I um, I have friends who are in different industries, uh, including some in career coaching, life coaching, um, and just not like later than probably 10 minutes ago, I was talking to one of them about long-term career plan and how she navigated certifications that she took, etc. So I think definitely coaching, whether it is formal or informal, mentoring. I do a lot of mentoring mm. and for, for different um, groups of individuals, people who are working in marketing, people who work in beauty, people who are Gen Zers, millennials, like different brackets. And I find that both mentoring is beneficial for me as a mentor, as well as it is for the mentee, I suppose. Um, and always sometimes having a, uh, uh, the perspective of somebody sometimes is less experienced who might be um, more confident because maybe they haven't uh, been critiqued so much um, or sometimes having the point of view of someone who has not been in that particular industry or particular role um, with fresh eyes I think is um, it's quite it's quite good um, so do you find that the roles sorry the tools that you've been using over time to overcome difficult decision making has changed would you say that where you are at now and your toolkit is different to what it used to be maybe like five years ago yeah I think so I mean I think you know with experience in life in your career in your job you learn you you learn after a while maybe how to make specific decisions not always but there will be things that come up again and again at least they're similar mm-hmm. in nature and you learn from previous experience and you kind of you can take some shortcuts to get to mm-hmm. the decision that might work uh, but saying that that might not always be what you want like maybe you're on a default mode uh, so you might also want to consider consider other strategies in those situations mm-hmm. absolutely what about you Renny? um i agree with um sophia um but like um so for me i'm now seeking more counsel i was Maybe in the in the past few years, I was very very much so. I make the decision. I want to do it that way. So I was quite strong-willed in my own thought process. But obviously, I'm limited, <laughs> and the people that are far far more advanced, more knowledgeable than me. So I had to like learn to humble myself. So actually, they might even, and that's where coaching and mentoring does come in because like mm. the people who have taken that step and they know more about you, or they yeah. know they they see your blind spots because yeah. you don't see your blind spots but they see areas and it's for you to be humble enough to say, actually, mm. let me be open to learn. But also I'm learning that you can also take the, the road less traveled because I might think this is the plan I've made. I want to be this, 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 but then they might say, actually, have you tried this opportunity? Mm. I think it's so, so important for me is definitely coaching, definitely mentoring, definitely learning before you take that leap of faith. But sometimes 
your instincts might differ from what people are saying and it's understanding where do you where are you intuitive and where do you go with your gut feeling mm-hmm. and where do you seek counsel so it's, it's just a fine balance of um is it gut or is it counsel yeah that's my own two yes I, yeah. I, I love this because um so when I was speaking to my friend earlier she was saying sometimes we have the answer within ourselves we're just not listening to ourselves And um, one of the tools that she said she uses, which I could relate with, is she asks herself the question. So she highlights the importance of being very intentional, very mindful, very purposeful, whether it is meditating or nesting meditating, but just sitting with yourself and saying, you know, Sophia, Gail, Renny, like, what do I want for myself? Like, does this, um, you know, holiday taking feels right? Like, does this job feel right is asking for this promotion the right moment and she believes in manifestation and so do I and she was explaining that if she sees the answer potentially being sorry this question potentially be answered multiple times then she will make the decision based on those signs she might have received um, which I find really interesting and I do believe that most of the time like you were saying Renny like listening to your gut and having that feeling that, you know, you just, we often need validation. We often need the appraisal or the recognition of the decision being the right one because mm. of a lack of confidence maybe, or because we are worried to be judged um, because of a certain set of perception. And we were talking earlier about um, the identity implication, which Uh, is based on the gender that we might be how society might perceive us with women often seen um, as caretakers caregivers and therefore that does impact the way we make decisions or how comfortable we feel with making decision because we are worried that might be perceived as uh, not assertive or being aggressive or being pushy versus being decisive Um, so I was wondering if you find it easier as time goes by and as you have more experiences to make decisions or do you find it harder because you have you know life has thrown at you so many curveballs that you know much more about the risks versus what might have been when you were a bit more like ingenious let me think <laughs> I think question. yeah it's tough I mean I think for me it, it depends because it will depend on what I mean decisions are different uh the nature of them the the you know the the topic like what what is it about um I think you know in certain areas I'm definitely I, I feel I feel better about making them today than I did maybe 10 years ago but there might be other things kind of I don't know bigger life decisions say should I move to another country or not that might be a bit more that might you know need a bit more of uh, analysis before I would uh, go for something like that which might not have been the case 10 years ago yeah I agree I think for me there's some areas where so I think I, I segment my life to say okay spiritual financially career-wise and I think there I put some boundaries um, and I cannot cross it so for example I want to be a mom and 
and I have that, I, I get the tussle between, I want to be like CEO and then I also want to be a mom as well. But then I want to like, like have like that five years with my kids, like the first five years. And I'm just like, how mm. am I going to balance it? So I have to make that decision that I have to put my career on hold so I can have that relationship with my kids. But mm-hmm. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with parents who have nannies. Like it just depends on yeah. what you want to do. But for me, it's like, that's a sacrifice. Am I willing to make? And I had to make that decision last year. Like actually my kids, that five years with my kids are far more valuable than me being a CEO. But then it depends on the partner you have. Like you might say, actually, mm. we can do it. Or I might actually change my decision. Maybe when I have kids, actually, maybe my mom can come and stay with us for five mm. years. So I think there can be other ways you can mm. achieve things. It's just that you have to make, I think it's important that you make decisions. And just as you said, just quiet yourself down. Say, actually, what, mm. what decisions do you want to make without any influences because I think the environment influences you your family influences you and your friends Mm. influences you so I think for me it's like what do I want to do without anyone's influence Um, Mm. because I I suffer from peer pressure so like my mom might say like okay mom it's fine I'll just I'll do what (laughs) the way you want to do it but Mm. in my heart I'm like nah that's definitely not me but because Mm. my it's for my mom I would do it so I think it's important to decide before influence decide before you get external influences like mm. and that's 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 what helped me helps me mm. that's a good point I uh when it comes to peer pressure I think it goes back to people pleasing yeah um, that, oh my god I, I'm bad at that <laughs> like lack of confidence um I wouldn't say imposter syndrome but definitely lack of confidence and seeing our values or judging our worth based on external factors um I so the way I used to make decision I used to make decisions based on external point of view a lot as I was when I was younger and then I realized that through life experiences whether it was changing jobs moving to a foreign country um, choosing different um, career shifts than what might my family might have done or um, my peers might have done that were studying it within business school um, I decided that serious, very important decisions. I wouldn't seek counsel unless I was 80% sure of what I would want to do. And all I need the 20% is somebody who very, like someone who's very close to me, whether it is somebody who understands my career path really, really well, or somebody who has the same values and expectations in life. Mm. to be able to input and uh, whether it is friends who are life coaches for instance so I seek professional or value-based counsel versus loving or caring or family-based counseling Um, and that's why I found most valuable um, as I got um, I think older but the decision making, I still do pro- like pros and cons. I don't know if you do it, but yeah. I still have a pros and cons mm-hmm. list, for instance. Um, I still um, think about if I like, where do I want to be five years from now, or even two years from now, yeah. and then backtrack to the decision I'm about to make. So I still have those more traditional life planning or goal planning tools. But I do think that the emotion has to take has taken more place as I'm probably the doer. I don't tend to to kind of ask too many people for advice um, or kind of 
although I said that earlier, but um, no, I don't tend to do that so much. And I heard this very good quote, which I really like, which is never take advice of someone whose life you don't want to live, which I try yes. to live by because, you know, so many people, everyone has an opinion about everything. And if you listen to everyone, yeah, in my opinion, you're, you're getting nowhere and you're just getting confused. So I really, if I, if, if there is something I want someone's opinion on, I really think carefully about who to ask or who to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I might choose two to three people and that's it. And then I'll make a decision. There's a, there's, there's a quote from, um, so Denzel Mike Washington made a speech uh, around, um, I think it was for honorary um, graduates at the University of Pennsylvania. And he, he did a speech around, regrets and taking risks and he said nothing in life is worth living without taking risks there is no gratification in playing small um and Nelson Mandela said so he quotes Nelson Mandela saying there is uh no value in life um in playing small and living a life smaller than the one you are worth living and I believe in this idea of if you don't take risks you're not living, you're not moving forward, you're not stretching yourself, you're not growing because you're comfortable. And though being comfortable feels great, that it, it is less gratifying when mm-hmm. you have an achievement and you stretch yourself. And he goes on in his speech and he says, imagine you're on your deathbed and above you are, st- are standing the ghost of your unfulfilled potential and they're saying to you (laughs) I came to you because you could have brought me to life and now we've got to go to the grave together (laughs) the ghost of your unfulfilled potential which is really intense but which I speech that I often listen to when I need motivation (laughs) to make decisions because it's basically about taking risks, not living yeah. with regrets. And yeah. every single time I think I have taken a risk, whether I have fallen flat, um, sometimes um, he does say, like, I have not, I have failed, but every single time I failed, I failed and I fell forward. So I went one step mm-hmm. closer to my mm-hmm. ultimate goal. And that's all that yeah. matters in the end, right? It is every single experience, every single relationship, whether it has work or at home, every single experience, like it's one step closer to mm. your final destination. So like yeah. what is the journey you want to take, you know? Wow. Yeah, completely. Yeah. He, we will link uh, this speech to, <laughs> uh, you know, the bio of the episode. I want yeah. to listen to it. Wow. Will, yeah, that seems inspiring. It is incredible. Get to work, Randy, get to work. It is incredible. It is uh, one that I highly recommend to a lot of people. I do loads of mentoring and coaching. And when I speak to people who are worried about making decisions, I say, listen to this, listen to it, listen very carefully and mm. keep playing it. Like keep playing it until you live it. Because mm-hmm. if you are paralyzed by fear and I'm, so I'm a doer like Sophia, I need, once I make a decision, things have to move really, really fast. And that's my type, but I can get petrified by fear, the fear, the fear of failing. And I know I have to make the, 
do the thing, but I, I get scared of failing, the potential of failing. Um, and then I listen to it and then I'm like, okay, let's get going now. Um, but yeah, so I, I do wanna, I do want to ask you um, if you were saying to to speak to your twenty year old self about what making decisions or taking risk look like. What is the biggest lesson you would share with her? I mean, pretty much what you would just said. I think just don't be afraid to fail because it's not failure; it's learning. It's getting closer to the step where you want to be. Um, and I think, yeah, everyone needs to needs to hear that. Everyone needs to probably experience that to understand yeah. that that's how it works, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, something like that for me. I don't know, Renny. <laughs> oh, I'm like still like get soaking up what um Gael said. Like, <laughs> like still thinking about that one. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, that was, that was, we like, we yeah. actually we did a post. I did a post on taking rest. So our first feature on here is what he said was extracts of this speech because mm -hmm. I thought it was so powerful so we can link back probably people to that post versus to the whole like 30 minutes video <laughs> yeah sorry go oh. on Renny oh I think for me um I think leave um for me is live loud um just like um the fear of fear I think there's I think if you look at how when you look at little kids how they're so expressive and just believe in anything and they just they're just having a ball and you're just like, wow, what, like, what changed? Obviously, as you grew older, you mm. gave this responsibility, the environment changed you. So for me, it's like always going, be always remembering how was I as a kid? I know I was quite happy and obviously I'm still happy, but I, I didn't have response. I was just, I lived quite, I won't say careless, but I live very carefree and things planned out all right. So for me, what, what I'll just say to my younger self, just live, just live, mm. um, like take the risk, um, enjoy yourself, meet people, but just enjoy life. Um, mm. and don't let and don't let the naysayers stop you because kids just have a great time. But I think what happens is people start telling, start correcting you. You don't do that. You do that, and then you start changing your 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 inner child to suit what man said or what your parents said. But for me, it's like just don't lose that sense of um your inner child. Like just don't. So that's what I'll say to my um to my younger self because I just I'm just getting more serious at that age. Mm. <laughs> like, why are you so serious? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, the Joker said in Batman, why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would definitely say just what you said, Rennie, around like live your own life, but I would say like dance like no one is watching. Like live like no one is watching. Yeah. You know, you have to be. And it sounds cliche, but you have to be the star of your own movie. You have to meet the main character in your life. You have to create the own scenario and your own narrative. And if you are not, then you don't have control. And it's much harder, you know, to feel fulfilled and to feel happy. And making decisions comes with um, consequences, you know. And um, if you and I think the power to me is, you know, dance like no one is watching and share your lessons with others. Spend the time in like passing on the relay and sharing with others what you have learned so that other people don't have to go through mistakes or pains and sorrow that you might have experienced. 
Um, I think that is important. And I, and I think with taking risks, I do want to have your point of view around gender uh, or around um, like the impact of your culture. Um, so because sometimes the way we're raised, the country in which we're raised, the environment, the values does influence how we might make decisions and then we end up in a foreign country and the set of values might shift in the way we make decisions. So is that something that you have experienced, either of you? Um, so I'm, Niger I'm Nigerian or was it Afro-British? Anyway, I'm British, I'm Nigerian. I'm a bundle of... <laughs> a bundle of joy <laughs> as well. Um, but, yeah. So I think um, Nigerian culture definitely plays a key role. Um, so in the Nigerian culture, your parents are like gods. Like they, they mean a lot and they carry a lot of value. So a typical Nigerian child wants to do this maybe they want to go into the creative um, space or they were like actually i don't want to be a doctor a lawyer like the typical profession and i want something i want to do drama no mm. no 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 your parents will shut you up, <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> so they will shut you up but i think obviously with this gen z um and obviously the rise mm. of social media our parents are beginning to see that actually you can still make money and still mm. express yourself i think one of the the key things was like actors so somebody who's an artist do they make money i think that's one thing that they feared like mm. how are you going to support yourself so for me it's like in the nigerian culture your parents play such a key role and then when you are when you go against what they say you're like you're a rude child um you don't listen to your parents so and that you have that tussle so you have to have i think just like what you said live like no one like dance like no one is watching but mm. it's just understanding that your parents also have like a typical like they have they, they've got their own issues and they've got their own um mm. um background so for the way nigerian kids do it is like okay mom i'll do your degree i'll do the, um, <laughs> the, the accounting degree you want me to do once i've had that in my bag can I go do art? Can I go do um, mm -hmm. other things? Because my cousin, like, they did, like, a really good degree and they all just, like, they quit university. They, 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 mm -hmm. they graduated, but now they're doing music. They're doing mm -hmm. art. Mm -hmm. And their parents, like, as long as you, you appease me, do whatever you want to do. Because I think for mm -hmm. them, it's like, you can fall back on, you have yes. something to fall yeah. back on. So, so it's that whole, yeah. like, yeah. don't just say you want to be an artist and then you've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nigerian culture plays a big thing and your parents are, like, mm -hmm. your mini gods. Um, mm -hmm. but, we have discussed a few things today we've covered a lot of um, interesting things around our experience making decisions tool that we've used how those have changed over time so we're now going to move on to the next steps which is the wrap-up and our key learnings <laughs> three things that we took out um, I think one of it is live your life like no one's watching just dance enjoy your life and um, the second one is whew, the second one let me have a think um go with your gut feeling um go with your inner gut i think sophia mentioned that and i think i love what sophia mentioned how um she just goes and does things and she seeks counsels of people that she wants to emulate people that she looks up to and the third one i'll say is um take risk take risk and i think um listen to that um 
Denzel Washington. Uh, we're gonna link it down. If we're gonna if we're gonna link it to this video, please listen to it. Take risk, and when you do fail, you're failing forward. You're moving steps forward. So take risk, and yeah, the life is waiting for you to be amazing. So, and we're waiting for you to be amazing as well. And subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. We want to help as many women as possible, so we need your help. Please like, share and write a review. Tag us on Instagram at UK, and drop us any questions on hello at leaninlondon.org.uk. We hope to see you soon. Stay safe and have a lovely day.